Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10:30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. The triumphal entry of the Lord Christ, uh, recorded in all four Gospels, has such passion and various elements of praise, uh, sadness, exultation, fickle aspect to begin a week with Hosanna and end the week with crucify him. So it's a glorious passion week. Dive into the various passages. This morning we're going to read from Luke 19 and absorb in our own individual spiritual and corporate life the glorious glorious gift of Jesus that we have that brings us eternal life when we receive him. So a passage from Luke 19. As they came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, Christ sent two disciples ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. And as you enter the village, you will see a young donkey tied that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks what you are doing, just say, the Lord needs it. He doesn't hotwire our Lexus. He's not going to drive what you have behind your back. Undoubtedly, the owner of that young donkey had received something from Christ. And he models what so many of you model. Give. And it shall be given unto you. How incredible. Go into the village. And as you enter the village, you'll see it right in the parking spot. That first car. Get it. (laughs) And it was never written before because Christ would break it in. Wow. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks what you're doing, just say the Lord needs it. What does it say? So they went and found the colt donkey, just as Jesus had said. And sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked him, why are you untying our colt? And the disciple simply stated, say this with me, the Lord needs it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on. Then the crowds spread out their coats on the road. So some coats were a saddle, some coats were pavement, sweeping the stones away as the king made entry into the city. And as they reached the place where the road started down, the Mount of Olives, his followers began to shout and sing, as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Bless the king who comes in the name of the Lord. 
peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers, saying things like that. He replied, if they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. But as they came closer to Jerusalem, and Jesus saw the city ahead, he began to weep. I wish that even today you would find the way of peace. But now it is too late and peace is hidden from you. Before long, your enemies will build ramparts against your walls, about 33 years, and encircle you and close in on you. They will crush you to the ground and your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place. They'll demolish the temple to get the gold between the stones. Because you have rejected, rejected, rejected the opportunity. Say those three words, rejected the opportunity God offered you. Three times Jesus wept. And some of you are probably thinking and saying to yourself what I thought and said to myself, that's recorded. We know he, he rejoiced when someone received him along with the angels. We know that he feasted on fish. Three times, Jesus wept. In Hebrews 5, verse 7, while Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of his deep devotion to God. We have here the occasion of Gethsemane and his own personal devotion and prayers to God that somehow, if it was possible, God would make another way instead of the cross for his life to be taken, pierced, the spear in his side, his blood shed, a public humiliation, offering his life as an atonement for my sins and yours, and, First John, the sins of the world. He offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him. But because you and I needed a Savior who would take a poor lost sinner lift him from the miry clay and set him free. He didn't, he didn't get on the top of the Mount of Olives going toward Jerusalem and Golgotha and say, I'm going back. No U-turn. He was like the 9-11 heroes. He went toward the cross. He kept walking toward his humiliation and the scourging, the spittle in his beard, the public humiliation, and finally, the giving of his life, dying for my sins and yours. He didn't hide. They didn't have to yank him out of the corner of the prayer room at the temple. They didn't have to send Pilate's CIA. He comes on a mule the animal of peace that kings would ride. Meek and lowly, here I am to offer my life 
that you might have eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. Do you not love him today? His tears for what he would endure was because you and I could only come to a relationship with the Father by his blood that was the only blood efficacious to cleanse us that God would receive. God would look upon that blood not like an ox or a sheep and say, I'll accept that blood, that pure blood, as an atonement for mankind's sin. He was nailed to the cross for me. On the cross crucified, for me Christ died. He was nailed to the cross for me. But death could not keep its prey. Seven days, Jesus my Savior, he tore the bars away. Jesus my Lord. He poured his heart out and wept what he would have to endure to purchase our salvation. Secondly, John eleven thirty five, a verse that all of us in Sunday school when we were in fourth grade, we won the prize because we could memorize it. I'll never forget in the annex, Mary Hawkins would say, who can quote a Bible verse? Big old six-foot Snickers bar awaited. I jumped up and said, I've got a verse. John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept. I'm not sure she smiled real big, but it was legal. <laughs> you and I know it, the shortest verse in the Bible. But wow, could there not be a sermon series on John eleven, thirty-five? And here's what I think I wrote. Jesus wept not because Lazarus was gone forever, because like he told his sister, even then or at the resurrection, he would live again. Jesus wept in our second time this morning. He wept for you and I, his followers, when they experience separation from loved ones. They're coming down the 7,300 foot mountain. The other day, I was driving 18 miles an hour. It sounded like Palm Sunday behind me, but they weren't honking to give God glory. Why did my family terrorize me? They look over Grace's saying, oh, it's magnificent, God's creation. And I'm four feet from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a video. I'll see it in a couple of weeks about God's creation. Got down to the bottom of the hill, and I thought, i got to call Nana and tell her about this experience with her grandbabies. But she's not there. Every three or four months, something happens. I say, oh, i got to check in with Nana. Oh, take her some. We're, we're done here at the restaurant. Let's take, her, let's take her favorite treat home. Something in the dessert category. As many of you know. Oh, she is not there. She is risen. Well, I know it. And as strong a faith and devotion 
and the Mariology type of worship that Kathy Grace has toward her Savior. Christ Jesus still steps in and joins her tears at the experience she has when she's separated here on earth from loved ones. It doesn't hyper-spiritual, super-spiritual. It's about the fact that, yes, I know thy brother will rise again. <laughs> no. Here's the fact. That Christ Jesus is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Your loved one, your parents, your child. I think one time in pastoring is enough. And I know Pastor Michaels had this, and Teresa have had this. When the church house is full on an afternoon and the casket is this big. When they brought that white casket in years ago, I didn't know what to think. But here's what happened. Christ Jesus stepped into that family. Touched with their feelings of loss. Represented in John eleven thirty five, Jesus wept. You couldn't get the Ayatollah out in Oregon to utter a word. They backed up the Rolls Royce like Steve found deals on a hundred of them. But Christ not only interacts, gets in the boat, falls asleep with his humanness, but at the tomb of Lazarus, Mary and Martha, gosh, worship team leader, women of the word leader, whole church represented by those two, Jesus wept. Because he wants you to know if you've been separated from a loved one, his empathy as a high priest holds you close. And thirdly, he poured out his heart and wept because of the valley of sorrow and death he would pass through for you and I. On the second occasion that I've got for you this morning was John 11, 35, Jesus wept. Now Luke 19, 41. But as Jesus came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. Wow. No doubt they were still shouting Hosanna. Right? Still shouting Hosanna. Hosanna. Praising Lord. Thanking God. He crested the Mount of Olives and he gazed upon the city of Jerusalem. And the third time I've presented to you this morning, the third time in the New Testament, Jesus wept. And here's what I tagged this for our lost opportunities. None of us can turn the clock back, but we can sow good seed today. I said today... I should say this. We can continue, say continue, to capitalize on opportunities. He cried, and his tremendous outburst on this occasion was loud groanings and weepings because in some 30 years, in AD 70, Titus, the Roman prince, would bring the army and dismantle what was completely dear to them. And not one stone in the temple 
would be left upon another stone. And the soldiers would pilfer and take the gold back to their city. Lost opportunities. Jesus wept because of the price of our salvation. And that patch of separation, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Into thy hands I commend my spirit. And at the tomb of Lazarus, representing you and I, when we are separated from our loved ones here on earth, even though we all will be reunited in the resurrection as we've known Christ. Amen? Amen. And then the third occasion that he wept over the city of Jerusalem, gigantic repercussion. But for you and I, when we miss, lose, neglect opportunities. In our passage today, as Palm Sunday continues in the triumphal entry, we read that Christ said, go in, get a donkey, get a colt, and bring it to me. Here's what he said. Go into that village over there, and as you enter, there you will see a young donkey tied there that no one's ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. I'm repeating myself on purpose today. If anyone asks, why are you giving that money to the church? Why do you go to church twice a week? What, have you ever heard this? You not only go to that church, but you give money. You need your head examined. You not only go to that church and give money, but you go down on Saturday, clean the church, work on projects, give to missions. Are you kidding me? And then you come to us because your rent's due and you need to borrow. Well, probably not, huh? Because they've been honoring God. That's right. That's right. Okay. Tell him, listen to this. <laughs> Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks, when I highlight stuff at home, because I pour hours into this, I like to, I, it, it's different in the dark, but it's good. Untie it. Bring it to me. And if anyone asks, where are you going with that donkey? Just say what? The Lord needs it. All right. Christ did not ask for a donkey from someone who did not have a donkey. The glorious Irish tenor, Einar Wormo, that Connor and I, he still plays record to record. He's kept him safe for 50 years. We started listening to Einar Wormo 50 years ago. If I cannot preach like Peter and I cannot pray like Saul, I can tell my next door neighbor that he died to save them all. Are we all together today? Christ did not ask for me to fill in for Billy Graham. I can be thankful for the Billy Graham Association. I don't have to be jealous because Billy Graham obeyed what God wanted him to do. Billy Graham did not have the blessing of serving people's church. Hallelujah. Christ sitting at him says, go and just find, find somebody, just get anybody and get some money together in the town hall, get some money and go rent a donkey and bring him to me. No. 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 Sometimes because 
you don't have a donkey, you won't do any. Well, not you. Not you. But sometimes believers, I've seen over the years, being a church boy, sometimes if, if I can't loan him a donkey, I'm not going to do anything else in the church house. Praise God. In the last church where I attended, Brother Mulkey, I want you to know I led the worship team. Well, I'm really happy. Why did they kick you out of it? No, 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 no. And they audition, and it sounds like something I would be singing when I'm way out in the woods alone, not even in the shower. Hallelujah. What do you have? One of my favorite songs that Michael's always playing in December is I Have No Gift to Bring. I'll play my drum for him. Go find them drums. Go find them drumsticks. Borrow one from Lupio. Secondly, are you ready? Christ did not ask to borrow an upper room for Passover from someone who did not have an upper room. Christ didn't ask someone else in the graveyard, I don't want Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. Oh, he's probably, it was probably first class. I want to pick where they're going to lay me for three days. I only need it for the weekend. Leroy would sing. And he got into the boat which belonged to Peter. Did Christ Jesus have any asset beside his life and precious blood that he would shed for the remission of sins. (laughs) Borrowed boats, borrowed rooms. What about Mary and Martha? God bless them. I think he just liked it there. He'd go the distance from Jerusalem. He'd get out of Dodge and have the comfort of a family that loved him being there. What about she hath done what she could? She hath done what she could. When Mary poured the alabaster box and perfume filled the room, and Judas said, we could have really used this money for my addictions. This he said, not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and carried the bag. And Jesus said, she hath done what she could. You know, so many of you, I love you so much. You know what? You have done what you could do. Maybe, maybe your giving amount is gigantic to somebody else in the house of God, but you could do it. Maybe your giving amount is closer to the widows that gave everything she had, the might. I'm among a flock that you have done what you could, and I'm thankful for you. The young boy gave his lunch to Christ to feed 5,000 plus hungry people. Can you believe this? Think about this. The lad, the young boy, gave his lunch to feed 5,000 plus hungry people because someone put the lunch in the boy's hands. Probably his mother. And we know she, with this young boy, she probably didn't load him down, probably his midday meal. She says, here, son, go enjoy the Savior and his miracles with these people. And here's the 
here's your lunch. Wow. Maybe she was across the path where the other 5,000 men, families 10,000 would be. She said, I know you're going to be nourished. Talk about kid zone. Listen to me. I'm going to abbreviate other things I had planned. Listen to this. From someone's hand to the boy's hand. From someone's hand to the boy's hand. Notice, from the boy's hands to the disciples' hands. From the disciples' hands to Christ's hands. Bam! Passing through our Lord's hands, one lunch fed thousands of people. One lunch fed thousands of people. I think about that when generous hearts in people's flock Pastor Monkey, send this to Peter Chosen in Kenya. And the other day, a faithful couple, for years, placed funds in the church for Peter Chosen. And because of his urgency and needs, Monday morning, as soon as Western Union opened, I called Peter Chosen, two long last names begin with a W, and I said, Peter, I know I, I never call you first. Usually it's a couple of hundred that I send. I just said, then I say, go get, this is your number. And he's so precious. And he jumps up. Oh, well, he seems like that when he gets back to us. Oh, tell the people's church, thank you. God bless them. Our prayers continue. Chicken tonight. Tears rolling in my eyes. Chicken tonight? What about the other nights? But last Monday, I bear witness, and the giver is in the house today. I called him. I said, sit down. This amount is being sent to you. He, could, he was beside himself. It took an hour and a half, three or four people from Western Union that called me to authenticate. Have you ever seen him face to face? Yes. Do you know him? Yes. Da-da-da, da da What's the last four digits of your license? Um, they took it for speeding. No, 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 no. Uh, your social, all, all this. And like Grace said, I should be happy they do that. They're, they're, you know, it, it's like, oh, Peter, hold on. It's going to be another hour and a half. He said, I shall rejoice. <laughs> and then 1040. It connected. He was totally beside himself. And what he wrote, I should have had it ready. He talked about what that would do in his nation. He talked about what that would do in his community. He talked about what that would do with pastors coming. He'll bring them in, feed them, and, 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 and feed them and have a conference. And he said, and what the family will be able to do. Excuse me? What a flock. I'm not going to go beyond. I had other things, but I'm going to just say this. Untie the donkey and bring it to me so he can use it. Your heart, give it to Jesus. Your talents, keep giving them. Your praise, your assets, desires. What about your bitterness? Untie it 
and surrender. Say that with me. Untie it and surrender. What about your skill set? Continue. Are you still happy to be in the house of the Lord today? If my life and yours and assets and resources are tied up, it's no possible benefit. Remember the rich man? He went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. The truth is, the possessions had him. Jesus said, if you keep your life, you lose it. If you give your life, you keep it. Blankets for saddles. Blankets for paving. Palm branches for praise. On a borrowed donkey. Headed for a borrowed upper room. And really... He borrowed a cross that belonged to you and I. And on that wooden tree, he borrowed that tree that you and I were destined for. Sin hath left a crimson stain, but on that cross, he washed us white as snow. Lord, as we stand to our feet today, thank you that you're touched with our emotions. You pray for us. Lord, even when we're distemper, you come alongside for us when we've lost loved ones, fathers and mothers, sons and daughters, and son-in-laws, and brother-in-laws, and nephews, and children, grandparents. You come alongside us, and you sit with us and Lord, you infuse us with your comfort and the Holy Spirit's grace. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for entry. It was triumphant for us. Thank you for not being a runaway Savior. You are not a runaway savior. Where's the one person that can redeem mankind? We lost him. We saw him on the other side of Lake Gennesaret, but now we don't know where he is. No. Jesus, you said that you must needs go to Jerusalem. And you died for the world. And we that are here, many of us have received you. This morning, if you would like to know for sure that you've untied your sins and he's forgiven your sins and you are ready for heaven, slip your right hand up this morning. Thank you. Slip your right hand. Thank you. Lord Jesus, you said if we confess our sin, your word in 1 John, John wrote, you are faithful. Say faithful to forgive. As this Passion Week unfolds, we lift you up in our thoughts, our prayers, our devotion and praise. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you as you're released from God's house this morning.